This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Three Kicks is up next, but first listen to this other fine OPI show. This week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. We talked to former Chicago broadcaster, current Seattle broadcaster, and that wisecracking kid from the Partridge family. We welcome Danny Bonaducci. Listen to the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Uh, it's almost Christmas, and uh, we uh, certainly have been given the gift of a couple of good games over the last few days here. Uh, in uh, the English Premier League. And we're going to talk about that uh, in just a moment. But first thing we have to do is this. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? It's what is happening on the pitch. Now, we're recording this on Wednesday. We just watched a a fantastic game. Top of the table, Tottenham versus tied for top of the table, Liverpool. Liverpool comes out on top with a 2-1 victory in the closing minutes to reclaim first place in the Premier League. Yes, yes. An entertaining encounter is what BBC.com calls it. <laughs> it so was that, really that, great. The, the so first was half good. was amazing. The The passing of Liverpool was amazing. And, you know, the only way to beat that Tottenham 11 guys sit on defense uh, uh, approach is to have one-touch quick passing. And uh, when you have some of these skill levels of these guys that did that, it was just a joy to watch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. A contrast in styles, to say the least. You no, know, and, and it all—it all. It all ha- you've, you've, I don't know if you got a chance to see this, but there was, you know, forty minutes or a, a thirty minutes of great play by Liverpool leading up to mm-hmm. their goal. And then there was like one second of great play by Tottenham to tie it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was one-to-one yeah. at halftime. Well, that's that's Tottenham right there, isn't it? That's exactly how they roll. And uh, I think even Jose came out afterwards and said that uh, the better team lost today. So there you go. He wasn't a happy camper. He, come on. <laughs> that is totally not true. I saw he, hey. and, he and Klopp were having a uh, – a little That's uh, what he was telling him. That that was the discussion. That was what he was telling him. He said, "You guys did good, but the better team lost." I could I could just see Jose doing. It. I could just see him saying that. Well, I don't know what game he was watching because <laughs> uh, the game I was watching, Liverpool dominated. Yeah. Well, they've been. Yeah. I I agree. I agree. They they were all over them, and they deserved the winner at the end. I mean, it was it was a series of those types of games this week. That's for sure. A lot of late winners. Yeah. Now, now Tottenham did miss a couple of easy chances in the second half, and uh, mm-hmm. I forget the name of the Bergwine. Is that his name? Bergwine. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He had two shots inside the box that he could not finish. If it yeah. was Son or or Harry Kane, that game's over. So maybe that's what uh, Jose Mourinho is talking about. But on the other end, there must have been fifteen of those against yeah. Tottenham. Now, I mean, 
when you look at the stats, they were outshot 17 to 8, 11 shots on target to 2. Yeah, so a 76 possession for Liverpool. I can see exactly where he's coming from. You know, obviously it seemed like he was the better team. Seven corners to four against. Yeah, I, I see completely. Makes a lot of sense. And now a 66-game unbeaten streak at Anfield. So that's yeah. that's pretty impressive. Uh, now, I was worried as a Liverpool supporter, I was worried the entire time that at the very end they're going to come down and score a goal and make it 2-1. to one. Very much like what happened with your boys with cool. Chelsea. And that's another example where I I watched that whole game. I thought Chelsea uh, had the better of Wolves for most of that game. Yeah, I, I would say in the reflection to that game, Chelsea were the better team up until they scored. And then right. Wolves, Wolves were better afterwards. It just seemed like that's what happened. I don't know what. What took place in the Chelsea minds that they'd scored that goal and again Giroud came through, yep. give him credit, another goal, um, scored a nice volley, went in. And then after that, I mean, the Wolverhampton Wanderers players were just, they were better than Chelsea for those last 25, 30 minutes. But that is true. That is true. Now, uh, there was an American player in the game that uh, got a big assist, and it wasn't Christian Pulisic, who actually I thought played quite well. Yeah, he did all right. Considering coming back from injury, yeah, um, I thought he was. I think he did pretty well. I mean, it, it's going to take him a little while to get back to the old, the old Pulisic that was absolutely tremendous during the restart. I mean, he was probably. I would have probably given him Player of the Year in the league. That's how good he was. But yeah, Olavasi, I believe. I'm, I'm again. I'm probably butchering his name, yeah. but uh, let's call him Owen. Gotta, his first name yeah. is Owen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, came on and uh, contributed a little bit. Although uh, Neto did all the work, running That's 55, true. 60 yards to <laughs> score the goal and putting in but, a great shot. Well, Small little matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. But yeah, it was it was a great result for for them for Wolves disappointing for Chelsea in terms of the the actual result but uh, you know that, that's what happens that's, that's the thing I mean it was a counter-attack type of a game at the end and Chelsea left themselves exposed at the end and that's that's how Wolf scored that goal but I know we were chatting a little bit before the air I was just really impressed with with some of the Wolves players especially at times, they made our Chelsea stars look really pretty average. Yeah, and 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 Podence was the one that stood out for me. I even put something on Twitter, some of the skill he was able to show, and the German boys just aren't quite doing it yet. That's no, for they, sure. They really aren't. Uh, and you know, uh, to me, uh, Timo is, shows flashes. Um, yeah, he's has not been proven to be a very good finisher, though. He's had so many good opportunities, but Havertz hasn't shown me anything. No, no, I've been. It's that's been disappointing, and I'm I'm always gonna give him a little bit of time. He's twenty. He's a he's young player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not gonna pick on the guy too much, it, but it, it it's tough because it's a huge amount of money that they spent on him. Right. Um, and it, you know, and the Chelsea fans are gonna get anxious. They expect him to be jumping in a little bit. He's now got quite a few games under his belt. Um, we need to see something. Yeah. <laughs> we need to see something. And so, and that's been the tough thing. Obviously, Lampard's seeing some stuff in practice that he keeps on starting him. Right. But we'll see what happens when they play over on Monday against West Ham if that's uh, 
something that you, you might change up a little bit. Well, um, last last show we talked about the big uh, Manchester Derby. We were all oh, yeah. very excited about this. Man, Pick of the week. Man U versus Man City. Uh, and wow, was that a PU stinko game. Oh my goodness! What there a are zero zero draws, and there are zero zero draws that aren't even as good as it sounds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was an awful game. Uh, I sat through it, tried to watch it, and uh, not much happening. You know, and the disappointing part of it is, I think the Man United probably manager felt pretty good about it because it was a it was a draw. Right, you know, and uh, realistically, and I'm going to say this to Man United fans: Man United fans should not think that draw against Manchester City is okay. They they should always think they're better than Manchester City, and they have been for, for many many years. But right. I think that's that's kind of the change in the pecking order a little bit in terms of where Man United is behind Man City right now. But you know, they're still even even on points. Um, so we'll see. And they have a couple of games in hand, so even though it looks like uh, they're pretty low on the table right now, you know, one or two wins and they're right back there. Yes, at, yes, near the top. exactly. Yeah. So it's nothing to uh, panic about, but it was just, uh, you know, I was more disappointed in Man City than I was in Man U, uh, just because Man City has got such spark and such uh, creativity normally. Uh, there was none of that. Yeah. <laughs> No, we don't. I agree. I agree. There was, it was one of those games which just, if you missed it, you're like, well, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> it was just that was the the crazy one about it. Well, if you look at the top of the table right now as we speak, um, it's kind of an unusual one. We got Liverpool now back in first, Tottenham in second, Southampton is now in third. Yeah, absolutely amazing what's going on there at Southampton. It's really. You know, big results. They just keep on winning, finding a way to win. Yeah, and and they're looking pretty good too. It's not like uh, these are flukes. I don't think. No, they're doing really well. You know, some great results. I mean, they tied today against South uh, against Arsenal. Yeah. Probably a good. You know, when you think about it, you don't often say this too much, but that was probably a bad result for Southampton to get. <laughs> you know, they probably expected to win that game. <laughs> that's true because Arsenal stinks. Exactly, uh, that's but but true. they're right there. Yeah, they're right there. You know, I haven't lost you know in a little while. Twenty four points, thirteen games. They're only four points out of first place. So yeah, they're right yeah. there. And Ever- for a top Ever- four spot. Everton won again today against Leicester City, which means that they have now moved back into that uh, picture. Leicester City's in fourth. Um, yeah. So that's a that's a a pretty inconsistent team that Everton. Oh. Team. I, yeah, yeah. I think I think you could probably say the same thing about Leicester and Everton. Yeah, Both of them are just true. so so up and down. You just don't know what to expect. I mean, Leicester looked great on the weekend, and then all of a sudden they look terrible today. So you just you just don't know what you're going to get with those teams. And I think that's been the story of the season in a lot of ways. I mean, when you look at the consistency, again, it's been Liverpool that only lost the one game. Um, Leicester's lost five of their thirteen games. Know. You know that's know. that's a that's a lot of losses. When how you look at it, yeah. Um, so the consistency's definitely been it, and maybe that's you could throw in the congested schedule, fixtures, all of these other things have a big factor on it. So I think it's safe to say we're not going to have a one hundred point uh, champion this year. 
I, I totally agree with you. Absolutely. It, it could be in the 80s. I mean, it could be a pretty low, uh, a low score as far as number of points because everyone's beating everyone. It's a uh, yeah. slugfest right now. Yeah. Uh, but one person who won't be around to see it is the uh, the manager for West Brom, who brought them back up to the Premier League only to be fired uh, after only eleven weeks or twelve weeks of the season. So that's uh that was rough. I thought. Yeah, I, I was a bit surprised, um, to, to, to be fair, because, you know, they'd had a pretty good result on the weekend. Right. Um, especially because they drew with Manchester City. Um, How do you pronounce uh, his name? I, I never can. Sl- yeah, Slavin Bilic. Slavin um, Bilic. Now, he, yes, al- he also, uh, he's been with them forever. He's been there for quite a while. Um I'm not sure exactly how long, but he was there in the championship when they when they got promoted. He's right. probably been there maybe two, three years. Oh, I he'd thought previous, it was longer than that. Yeah, he he previously managed at West Ham ah, as well for right. a long time. Yes. So he'd been around a little bit. I mean, okay. he's, he's it's a little bit of a a journeyman in terms of managers, right? But then, talking of journeymen, who do they get to uh, to replace him? Sam Allardyce. Who else? Of, Oh, the man, the myth, the legend, right? He's the man that's going to take him back to the promised land. So unbelievable. He's managed more clubs in the Premier League than anybody else. Um, I can't even – I think he's coached everybody. I really do think so. <laughs> and uh, we'll see. We'll see if he can do it, see if he can keep him up. I mean, if he does, it's just going to be – it's just going to add to his his – his legacy in terms of what he does. He just is he's the reclamation project guy. He's the, uh, he's the, uh, I need someone to be, come in and be my handyman guy. Exactly. <laughs> I, I've even heard he might even do the bears after this. So that's, Fancy. that's how good he is. Hey, we'll take him. <laughs> we'll take him. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the champions league draws. Cause that uh, happened this week too. Um, and there's a couple of tough matchups here for, well, for the uh, the Premier League teams. Um, Man City probably has the easiest, uh, I think, against uh, mentioned Gladbach. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I would say that. I think obviously Manchester City is definitely the the favorite going in, um, but. And they've been really pretty consistent in the Champions League, so they this have. might be a, been a, a good for them. So um, it's going to be a massive challenge for Munchen Gladbach. You know, we were lucky enough to be at that facility there just yeah. a few years ago. Um, yeah, I can't see anything other than the Man City re- win, really. So uh, they should they should be fine. I agree. Now, to me, the toughest draw uh, of all is Chelsea's draw, which is versus Atletico Madrid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, it was always going to be tough because we talked a little bit about them and uh, potentially a Barcelona. That would be a game that they probably want to avoid. And Diego Simeone, I mean, they were the team that knocked out uh, Liverpool last yeah. year in the Champions League. So they've got a history of knocking out big teams. And, and the way things are going for Chelsea, they're going to have, they're going to really have to figure things out. They were on cloud nine there for a while and now back to reality. So. Yeah, I, I think I think still Chelsea's got enough. I mean, Atletico's having some issues. They've got some players that are being a little bit inconsistent. They've got Suarez there now, who left to go to Atletico Madrid from Barcelona. Right. 
but he's been not been the type of player he was at Barcelona. That's obviously why they got rid of him. But he hasn't um, uh, taken a bite out of uh, this new uh, <laughs> challenge. No, <laughs> he certainly hasn't. I like that. That's good. Exactly. But yeah, I, I think uh, in terms of t- in terms of teams that they did want you to avoid, probably Atletico was the team because they're just they're kind of like a Tottenham. You know, they're very good at catching you on the counter. They'll defend and they're solid. So going to be tough for Chelsea. I think they can still beat them though. But uh... yeah, I, I think so. Let's talk about uh, Leipzig and Liverpool because that's uh, the other Premier League team that's left is Liverpool. I think I think they should be able to handle Leipzig pretty easily. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, Leipzig, they're one of those teams that I think were a pleasant surprise last year. They did obviously lose their best player to Chelsea in, in Burma, but I think the biggest thing with with Leipzig is you know they're kind of they're doing they they're always doing better than what people expected them to do and i think it's just going to come to an end when they play liverpool i mean I they're just they're just liverpool just has too many weapons um they're going to have you know a lot more players back available other than van dyke but it seems like they've got the the right group of people who can sub in for them so i think they're going to be probably the team that's you know going to struggle the most in terms of you know the German teams at least. Now you've got uh, some other ones: Lazio versus Bayern. I think that's a pretty easy one for yeah. for Bayern. You yeah. got Porto versus Juventus. That could be interesting. Um, both yep. of those are are strong. But to me, the big one. This is yeah. rough. Barcelona and PSG. Yeah, like I said, I was hoping Chelsea would avoid Barcelona, which they did, but they got the other Spanish team. But my goodness, what a set, what a game, what a round game! <laughs> That's that is. awesome. I mean, yeah. for a person that is not a Barcelona or a PSG fan, because uh, that could be that could be very difficult. Yeah, totally agree. I, I I think this could be this could be PSG's year. Neymar is looking very good. Um, he's starting to play a lot better. As long as he stays healthy, doesn't get injured, I think I, I'm going to predict a PSG win on this one. I really do think, especially because Barcelona is struggling in the league. Yep. Um, you know they've gotten a little bit better, um, but you know they, they're not they're not as consistent. I think they did win today, actually. Though someone was telling me that they did, they actually went back top of the league again today. As I as I say this, but <laughs> okay. they, they're struggling. They they are struggling a little bit in terms of being consistent. Okay, the other two games are uh, Sevilla against Dortmund, which could be interesting, and Atalanta versus Real Madrid. And those games will begin on the 16th of February. So I just wanted to get throw that out there. We won't talk about the Champions League again until February when those games uh, start up. Yep. Uh, Free Kicks is brought to you by Green White Soccer Club. 65 years of soccer excellence. Green White is a community not-for-profit club providing soccer for kids of all ages in and around the Mount Prospect area. Led by former World Cup player and coach Mustafa Edders. Go to greenwhitesoccer.org for more information. And if you'd like to uh, be a sponsor for Free Kicks, uh, give us a, a jingle. Contact me at rick at eckhartspress.com. E-C-K-H-A-R-T-Z press.com. All right, we'll be back. We still have a guest, the Premier League player. I'm going to make Adam explain a few foreign traditions for me and more. <laughs> All of that. 
is up next. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On uh, the next Back to You, we're going to help you get that new job, Steve. We're going to get you through the interview. It's the interview that's the key. And we'll give some examples of some, some things you shouldn't say, like... Like stumbling on the words, like you just did. <laughs> Don't go in there stumbling and fumbling on your words. That's the next Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. (laughs) Employment tips. (laughs) Go get a job. (laughs) Hosting a podcast. (laughs) I'm Kimmy. I'm Tommy. And I'm Sam. And on And Friends, we tell you how to kill people, Legally. Where gaming meets porn, friendship is found. And I tell the jury where I hid things in my special place. All that and more on And Friends. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to my special place. Radiomisfits.com. And we're back. All right. I've been watching a lot of Premier League uh, football, um, and I have heard a few things that I need explained to me, so it's time for this. Now, explain that foreign tradition, please. All right, we're going to get into a couple of the uh, the big things, like the festive fixtures and the transfer yeah. window, which uh, all that is coming up. But here's one of the things I like to do is listen to the announcers and what they say during the games and some of the English colloquial phrases that I have not heard before. And this is one yeah. I've never heard before. Um, and and the, the reason I bring it up is because the announcer said – to use a cliche before he says it, meaning this is something that everyone says all the time, apparently. Exactly. It's, it's overused. <laughs> it's overused. It's a cliche. I'd never heard it. And here's what he said. He said, uh, Jürgen's getting the teacups ready for halftime. What does that mean? Well, here's kind of the history behind it is in terms of halftime, players will go in and drink tea. I don't know if you knew this. No, so, I did I, not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of a big thing. And so things are going so well for Jurgen's team. I don't know. This was the Fulham game. It, they were actually struggling at that point. So it it's kind of can be used in a couple of ways. Okay. So they say they're getting, he's getting them ready because they're doing really well. But then here, because they were struggling against Fulham, He's gone in because he's so upset oh, about, about everything. He's just getting the tea ready because he's ready to go at them. Right. Obviously, like, he did grab that. your tea, boys. Here comes the uh, here comes the bad stuff that I'm exactly. about to lay on you. But the the irony, and that's the problem with England. There's a lot of irony that involved here. Is that sometimes you could use it the other way. He's getting the teacups ready, so everything's going great. It depends on the the situation if that makes sense okay. so you could kind of use the opposite sometimes oh he's getting the teacups ready so things must be going really well then or it could be it could be going pretty bad because he's running there to get the teacups ready so it's so this that's is the such irony a, it's such a cliche that you can use it in multiple ways exactly <laughs> okay all right well i needed that <laughs> exactly. explained i appreciate that very much now let's talk about the festive fixtures this is something we yes. talk about every year at this time, and this is where the the uh, Premier League tries to kill their players uh, <laughs> during the holiday season uh, as a special holiday gift. Um, how many games? Uh, there's, I think, there's games every single day 
from Boxing Day, the 26th, all the yeah. way through January 4th. Isn't that correct? Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at it. It's just, it's a plethora of games. There's no question. I mean, I look at Boxing Day, which is probably the best day of the year to watch games. It's fantastic. And there's some great games there too, not to look ahead. You've got Arsenal-Chelsea. What a great game that will be. Yeah. Uh, so there's some really good ones. And they, they spread out because that's always the tradition. The tradition is you go to watch the match the day after after Christmas Boxing Day. Right. So that's always been the tradition. So Wearing your, there's new, just so your new Christmas clothes. Exactly, yeah. Where the, your new Christmas trainers, your tennis shoes, exactly. But you go to the game and then and then right around New Year's as well, there's always the New Year's Day fixtures. So you have those games as well going on. So there's so many games going on, it's going to be unbelievable. And we're still in the mix of games this week. So you've got the games this weekend. Then you've got um, a couple mid – I think you just have the one on Monday and then Saturday and then it just keeps on going. So – for for football fans, it's going to be absolutely tremendous. Yeah, no complaints here. I mean, as as a fan, I love watching it, but I wouldn't want to be a player because it does seem like they're trying to kill him. Uh, <laughs> the other thing is we're getting close to the transfer window opening again. If you could explain that quickly just to for some of our uh, listeners who don't exactly understand that concept. Yeah, so they close the transfer window after a certain time. I think it's in September. I know they change the dates a little bit. Right, Typically around – Obviously, with COVID, all of our dates have kind of changed around with the later start of the season than usual. But then it'll reopen again in January, and they'll have a small amount of time when players can get transferred and traded in. So this probably will be a time when our buddy, Mr. Sam Allardyce, gets to work. He might be looking to bring some players in to, to boost that West Brom team. Typically, the teams at the bottom will try to see if they can get some players in in January to try to get them out of relegation. Or maybe some teams at the top try to get them to that next level. So they have a short amount of time, typically 30 days or so, to try to get the players in. There's been some big transfers sometimes there. I think uh, Luis Suarez was a mid-year transfer for Liverpool one year um, with with Andy Carroll. I think they spent a huge amount of money on those two. And uh, sometimes they can make a big impact. Other times they can be duds as well. So we'll see. All right, and we'll get into that more as yeah. uh, as that uh, season progresses. But right now, it's time for your favorite part of the show. There we go. Time now to guess the Premier League star. Okay, this week's is definitely a star. All right, so he's uh, good. 28 years old. He's in the prime of his career. He's a forward, and he scored more than 100 goals in his professional career. So he is... He's been quite successful. Before coming to the, his current Premier League team, he played for two Bundesliga teams in Germany. And he started playing there when he was only 16 years old. Okay. Now, he plays for his national team, but that team is neither England nor Germany. Although okay. those are the only two countries he's played professionally. England right. and Germany. So he's 28. Yep. Played for two German teams. Is he currently playing with Liverpool? He is not. Okay. During the COVID break, he returned to his home country to fulfill his military service obligations. 
okay. Now here's here's the big hint, all right? He is considered the greatest player his continent has ever produced. Yes. I'm trying to see if I can remember. I always mispronounce his first part of his name. Well, he goes by his la- his first name is actually on the back of his shirt. Right. If I remember. So it's Hung Min Sun, I believe, is who it might be for Tottenham. That is correct. Very good. Yes. All right. Had a goal again today. Yeah, he did. He's been banging them in. Definitely the one of the best players. I would say put themselves in the elite players of the English Premier League. I mean, so. can you think of a better Asian player ever? No. And I wonder why he went to Germany. Any story behind that? I you don't know. know. I I did not uh, I did not see that. But he started playing for Hamburg when he was sixteen years old. Yeah, yeah. Played for Hamburg and Bayer Leverkusen. That's right. That's right. Very good. Yeah. All right, you get no bonus points for that, but uh, that's. Uh, it's, <laughs> I was hoping I would. I remember by I remember by Leverkusen because that was a team we was potentially going to go visit when we were there. So, yeah, but, that's uh, true. Good point. That didn't work out. But that's all right. We went to Munch and Gladbach. Still a good one. That's yes, all good. that's right. All right, it's time for this little board. Now time for Adam's weekend soccer TV tip. TV tip. Okay, we've got lots of games coming up. Uh, in fact, even before. Christmas, they're playing a lot of midweek games, uh, a lot of things going on. What What's a game that you see that uh, we can't miss? Well, yeah, I mean, that's the that's the crazy thing. There's so many good games that are happening, so it's hard. So if you look at kind of the games coming up this weekend, I mean, it's, it's really difficult to say because you've got all these games coming up afterwards. But I think if you look at the, the teams that are playing – each other and this is a traditionally historically probably one of the best games that 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 people are really looking forward to and the rivalry goes back many years manchester united leeds united so the battle of the united's leeds back in the 70s were regarded as the top team and they love beating manchester united and manchester united is obviously probably one of the biggest clubs in the world so right that that's that's going to be a really good game. And Leeds uh, scored five goals in their game today. I agree. So if I'm going to put down a game to watch, that's going to be the one. So it's Sunday, this Sunday coming up, Manchester United at home against Leeds United. I just wish the fans were there. That would have been I great. Know. That would have been that would have been a great atmosphere. You know, I got to tell you, watching that Liverpool game today, even though there were only two thousand fans there, it made all the difference. It, yeah. it, it, there's just something about the atmosphere. Uh, you know, when when there's a foul and the crowd goes, like, oh, or, you know, it, just, know. it just adds something to it as far as yeah. I can go. Oh, uh, at Crystal Palace, it was really loud, I thought, with the, the game that yes. they had their fans. Yes. It was, it was like being part. It was like, man, these guys are really loud. They were, and glad, then all, they were glad all over. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> and then at Arsenal, Arsenal. I don't, they had 2,000 fans there, but I don't think they said anything. <laughs> well, that's going to be our team to pick on this year, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Too easy. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, uh, that's uh, it for oh, – actually, you know, we should mention to everyone also that uh, Free Kicks is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. That's right. They're proudly serving the Illinois soccer community since 1975. 
Illinois Youth Soccer has a strong history of credibility. Illinois Youth Soccer is one of the largest Illinois youth sports organizations with approximately 95,000 players, coaches, and referees. So tell a friend uh, to listen to us on Spotify. Go to opishows.com, wherever you find podcasts, search for Radio Misfits. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of OPI Productions. Tony, can you shut up? On this week's Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. A recipe for seduction. Bob Dylan sells his songwriting catalog. We play a clip from our interview with Len Casper. A Sarah Jessica Parker and Kangaroos Don't Mix. <laughs> and Rick's brush with Donny Osmond Heartthrob. All that in <laughs> unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, it's special guest Don Kreinbrink talking auctions, cool cars, and much more. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me for this very special episode with guest Don Kreinbrink on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. <laughs>